yes so my first question is to know how are you i know you can't answer that question because um, i don't see you face to face but just wanted to know it always feels nice when you know we are having this convocate convocation conversation together and you tell me how you are i tell you how i am most of the time it's mostly me telling you how i am how i'm feeling about my life about my journey sometimes i want to i want it to be about you as well so you we should do like a q a but you send me your question i answer them and then maybe i put some question out for everyone to answer then you guys can send me Yes, we can do that for next time. But this time, it's really about... I know, I'm going to talk about it one more time. Me being black in Asia. I mean, being black in general. It's it's such a... It has become... I won't say a topic, but it is a topic. Being black. What it is what it is to be black what what does it mean to be black and i think for my experience while in asia my experience of being black in asia as a woman was maybe i mean everyone has different experiences different way to really see things and for myself my experience of me being in asia i felt like i was an ambassador ambassador in which way I was because most most Asian people really rely on what they see on the internet if they have access to the internet trust me I mean in Asia it's don't even try because internet is blocked anywhere I went to Guangzhou and I had to actually you have to get a VPN before you go to China that's like China 101 you have to get a VPN because no internet will leak they have even have the internet police like when you're trying to go on the safari on your phone the internet police um, tag will show off and you will be like really seriously though it is not that serious so yeah you have to get a uh, um, what you call a VPN when you go to China and as I was saying most of these uh, people don't really have that access to internet and even the access they have on the internet they won't necessarily look what black people look like the only thing they will see will be videos of black people dancing singing smoking shaking their ass i mean it is the reality that's how we are seen abroad just big ass big boobs shaking our butts smoking drinking in the club and you know that's not everyone's narrative but that's what they know and my thing was when i was in asia i felt like it was my duty to actually portray another image of what black people are really because we are all not that stereotypical black person that you see on TV because not everybody has a big ass like Nicki Minaj I don't I'm working on it I'm squatting but it's still not coming out and you know nobody have big boobs and um, so that's the thing because even still until now for Asian people you know for them 
the perfectness is that white person blonde hair blue eyes because trust me there are still discrimination even within Asians and it's so funny that I'm talking about that because I remember I applied for a job and the thing is when you apply for a job in Asia you have to put your pictures on your CV because yeah it is that deep there so I put my picture for that for that job actually I didn't have my picture yet on my CV because that was getting made so I send them the um, I send them my resume my my, uh, my letter of motivation my cover letter and uh, you know they were up for it then they were like oh actually can we see your picture I was like yeah sure then I sent my picture and then they were like oh sorry uh, we thought you were white I was like what does that have to do with anything they were like yeah no we we prefer white a white person that's actually speak English and I was like how long wait so all that what was I speaking when you first asked me for things I was speaking English right she was like yeah but you know we prefer to go with a white person I was like okay cool and that actually really shocked me it's it's really common trust me it's really common in Asia for people to tell you that oh sorry we prefer to go with a white person and even I had this job actually um, I got the job but before I get the job it was like going back and forth because parents were like oh we don't know this person she, she she she's from America but she's not white I'm like you know in America there's like a lot of ton of different people right and uh, but they were like yeah but we we're not sure I don't want parent because that's one thing also in Asia like parent will dictate what the school is like what a school should do the client is king and when I say they apply that to the letter it's like you cannot say nothing to a parent you will get fired because parent can are, are the one paying your salary so you should just shut up do your work and don't complain about anything so that's also one thing that really frustrate me in Asia is that they don't really they just see you as part of a as part of the mold you just no individuality everybody has to be the same and um, yeah so for that job and then she, she was like oh I'm gonna get back to you but she already told me that like some of the parents were not sure about me going to school because all the kids I was going to work for kindergarten and all the kids were starting at six months up to five so they were like oh we're not sure we don't want them to be scared and stuff I was like okay whatever but it was well paid or like it was really well paid it was outside of the city and then she came back to me she was like actually if we offer you more money would you come teach for us I was like but I thought you said this was a no-go. She was like, yeah, but I explained the parent that nobody wants to come here 
nobody white wants to come here i was like oh so because i'm black i'm gonna come to you i was like you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend on the money because that was like additional income on top of the income that i already have so i was like oh that's perfect so if i want to travel more i have more money okay i was like you know what it's fine i don't care what they say but i'm gonna do it because i need the money and I like babies so I'm gonna make it happen so my first day was awful like it was so bad everybody was just yelling crying hiding because you know it was this black person coming to teach us and I don't speak no Vietnamese I had TAs because this is one thing like when you teach English to kindergarten like they start early so they would start at six months so i would go to the six months class i don't man some days i was so mad i would just be like why are those kids here i'm not a babysitter this is not what i'm i mean i'm getting paid for that but this is not what i signed up for so the kids were just yelling crying hiding they were just scared and I was like oh my gosh what did I do to myself I was just feeling some type of way but then I was like you know what it's gonna be fine after a week everybody was fine but you know that's why when people start getting to know you and you have some parents that were like at first they were really like skeptical skeptical and um, one parent come, came and see me she was like oh my god you're so beautiful. I love your skin. I want to be like you. I was like, what do you mean? You want to be like me? want to be black? And then she said, no, I like that color. I want to be like darker too because it looks really nice. I was like, okay, cool. Okay. I mean, all I can tell is that you see, you just have to stay under the sun. But that's one thing. Asians hate. They hate the sun. Like, that's how in Asia people drive like in Vietnam people would drive fully gear like it's like head to toe mask hands gloves like it's 30 degrees like the Sun is blasting but you see people wearing gloves jackets socks and I'll be like my friend it's, it's not that deep oh. if the Sun touch you you're not gonna die no for them the wider they are the better and that's why I was like, damn, you know, some people actually, and it's, that's what made me realize that actually, actually, we all struggle <laughs> the same because out in Asia, everybody trying to be white. <laughs> out in the West, everybody trying to be darker. <laughs> and we darker trying to be white. So I was like, what is this world coming to? But coming back to my point, I was just like, being black in Asia really made me appreciate my skin tone. Like, even just the way people look at me, I felt so beautiful. I felt so rich. I was like, yo, my skin has years of years of years of history. Whether it's good history, whether it's bad history, like, I... I felt really proud of my skin tone, where I was from, the way I was raised, the culture, the belief that I have. And it was such a beautiful thing just to really 
embrace that all at once and like I said I was really an ambassador like I would just, I was teaching people where I was coming from and one thing I actually start doing during my classes is that every because the way the system the school the, the English center work is like you have different levels and uh, every levels meet every two days or once a week so what I would do like the higher the level is you meet more and then so what I started to do is like I'm I started to like teach them different places around the world because trust me outside of the country these people don't know where all the people leave like no they don't because even even around them in Asia like geography is not part of the curriculum because that's not what they teach them and like I said individuality is not a thing in Asia so you have to be part of the mold so you cannot just step out so what I decided to do within my teaching was really every week you will learn about a new country you about to learn about a new culture you will learn about a new language a way of people even so what I would do is I will ask them so I had countries in like a bucket so they would pick a country so what they would do they would do a research on that country really they had a guideline about what they were supposed to do because I cannot just give them be like okay do what you gotta do because they ain't gonna do it so I what I w- was doing was give them a country um, give them topic point to look for to speak on and also that really improved the research the them because they had to present at the end of the um, at the end of class so we would do it that would improve the English and also the other people that would not present will have to ask questions about like different things so they have to make sure they really did the research about the country and I feel like that was such a beautiful thing and I feel like that was my way of trying to implement that you know you have to learn about other people than yourself because outside of those walls that you guys are in there is a bigger world there's bigger things that you don't even know about and and I think that's also why I went to Asia because I outside of Africa outside of Europe outside of America there's like so many other things that we don't know about other people I mean we don't try to know because it doesn't concern us it doesn't touch us but I feel like if you know about them that's an addition to yourself to your person or to your to your value to who you are as a person wanting to know about these people and I think that was just for me, I think that was awesome. I was like very proud of myself for doing that. But, um, and I think really, I wanted to show people that, you know, black people are not just those people on TV portrayed badly. And also that's, that's my thing too, that was really to change the narrative because we, are not in control of what is said about us we are not we let all those meaning all these factors say that for ourselves and we should be in charge of that and that's a thing one thing that i understood after my trip is that 
in order for people to take you seriously you have to make sure you change the narrative you have to make sure people see what you really can bring to the table as a person as a culture as a country as a continent and if you don't do that like that's never going to change so we have to be the one to do to take that step forward and i feel like that's why really why i really moved back to my country cameroon because i feel like it stopped with us this generation because we're going to live in that world tomorrow and we want to make sure that world is what we want it to be not what somebody else or what a parent left it and even though the way they are living it is not what we want we have to make sure we work toward making it the way we want it and um and i think i mean it's not little by little it doesn't have to be big things like oh my gosh i'm not gonna come and do like a coup d'etat and be like okay this is happening now no it's that little by little you start putting all the pieces together and then at the end it's gonna come out beautifully and i feel like yeah that's really the way and i think that's like a plus that i gained out of when i was in asia because i really understood what is it that make the essence of me what is it that make the essence of us as people us as a country and the thing is mostly most people sometimes are not really aware of what they can do to make things better and i feel like i think i've i have understood what i should do now it just come down to how am i going to make this happen what are the medium that i'm going to use to make this happen oh my god i sounds like I, i'm starting to sound like a teacher you know what let me just cut this out but yeah that's pretty much what i wanted to talk about but yeah that's really like little by little throughout all this episode i'm leading you to my way to cameroon to me wanted to be an entrepreneur even though it is not a walk in the park me trying to like change my world the world around me the society that i'm living in for it to be a better place for maybe tomorrow for my kids and so they don't have to suffer about they don't have to suffer about anything but i just want to make sure they got everything that I was not able to have when I was growing up so that was pretty much it about everything today I really want to thank you again for listening to me and uh, it's actually fun it's it's a fun thing to do so like I said I'm like really walking through all the process of my journey the things that really made me um, I won't say reconsider not moving back to America instead. So, I mean, I'm really excited about this journey. And, um, and also, if I can help someone decide what you want to do, where you want to be. And I feel like if you kind of somehow 
know where you're trying to go, you know. I mean, no, I didn't know where they're trying to go, truthfully. I didn't know where I was going after I finished college, truthfully. I had to take the necessary steps, which were, okay, what am I going to do? Like, really asking myself the question about what I wanted. I was like, okay, I wanted to travel. Now, in order for you to travel, what do you need? Okay, and after when I entered, I was okay, you're going to travel, but how are you going to sustain that traveling? a job now what type of job can you have in order for you to travel while travel while working so you know enter all these question in the equation you put the equation together be like okay cool so I need this I need to get certification money passport background check what else do I need it yeah I'm good to go I was good to go found a job made money was living a good life, good life, a good life, and couldn't be complaining about. And it was kind of like I won't say my mom calls it my gap year. <laughs> my gap year. I went on a gap year. Wow, it was awesome gap year. But it was, it was, it was. I feel like it was a learning gap year. It wasn't a waste gap year where you go. You know, it was a good gap year. I will say. I think that's what I should say. It was a good gap here, a fulfilling gap here. And um, and I also think I really discovered what I wanted to do, like I said earlier. And um, the other side of me discovering what I wanted to do is like, I'm very, I'm a very much creative person. And um, I love everything. Because after building my, my uh, stuff inside on, I got really in touch embody that creative world photography fashion and I was like man I want to start my clothing line I want to have this uh, museum where I can expose things pictures and things like that and then I was just have, having all these ideas in my head and I came and I feel like for next year that's what we're working on it's like having this ideas coming to life because it's good to have them but what are you going to do with them? So I think that's the, the plan for 2020 is make it happen. Not just in the head, but on site. So thanks again for listening to me. I hope you have a beautiful new year. Don't party too hard. I don't think I'm going to party. I think I'm just going to chill at home. Netflix. Ooh, I started this show on Netflix. Let me know. Get started. But yes, so I hope you guys have a wonderful year, a wonderful end of the year. And please, please be safe because the end of the year is always that time when things happen. So have a lovely day.